You're listening to the Hash It Out Podcast with your hosts, Samantha Harris, business mentor and marketing strategist, and Hannah LeBron, licensed esthetician and San Diego spa owner. Together, we're using our startup savvy and six-figure experience to hash out all your business struggles, build up your bottom line, and encourage you along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's hash it out. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Hash It Out podcast. This is Sam and Hannah. This is Hannah. And we are here to talk to you about episode two, season two. We are talking today all about what to do when you want to give up on your business. And today we're actually recording on like the one year anniversary of the stay at home orders. So this is the what second Monday in March, third <laughs> Monday in March. And so there have been some heavy feelings, I think, obviously throughout the last year, but this last week, I don't know if anyone felt that kind of heaviness of the one year mark coming on us. But um, I know I've talked to so many other business owners and not just because of COVID, but partially because of COVID, people are just burnt out. So we thought that this would be a really good time to record this episode talking all about what to do when you want to quit or kind of how to make that pivot. Um, I know that we are so over that word. (laughs) That word is totally overplayed, but pandemic pivots are real. They're real things that, you know, we have to do. So I'm going to let you into like my personal story. And then Hannah's going to talk a little bit about her, um, her story with wanting to quit and, you know, staying resilient. So Hannah, do you want to start? Um, I think maybe we should start with um, you first for this one. Okay. All right. Well, I have quite <laughs> a few things to share. Um, I just don't want it to always be me talking. So I'll try to keep it brief. But um, I've had a lot of transition in my business life. So um, some identity crisis and, you know, things like that. I did not go to school to do what I did now, what I'm doing now. I never thought that I'd be doing that right now. Um, Hannah's different. She went to school to be an esthetician. She became an esthetician and she's been an esthetician since then. So um, my life has been a little bit different. Um, I have always worked in business. I've always worked with startups, but in so many different industries, which totally prepared me for what I'm doing now. But like my path was not always super clear. And um, I had started a business, you guys, if you're like, oh, geez, you might remember this business, but it was called Coat and Humble. And it was kind of like a boss babe clothing line. Um, It had a little bit of Christian focus to it, but it was amazing. I totally loved doing it. It was totally like a labor of love. And the idea behind it was that we were giving back to families that were looking to adopt and um, people supporting foster care. So totally loved doing that. But there came a time after I opened my digital business that Houghton Humble just really was a lot more work. And everyone that I talked to was telling me to keep it, keep it, keep it. Mostly, I think, for selfish reasons, because they loved it and they wanted me to keep making shirts and hats. And um, I was like, you know, I love it. And I always thought I would do this forever, but it's not making a ton of sense time-wise. And so I talked to one of my good friends who's been a mentor um, for me for a long time. And he had said, you know, Sam, you could make the same impact financially 
with a lot less hours if you closed Houghton Humble and just gave from your digital business. And I was like, wow, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I kind of thought the giving had to stop if I was going to discontinue Houghton Humble, which totally isn't true. So um, there was a lot of things, you know, involved with Houghton Humble is definitely, like I said, a labor of love. Um, but ultimately we decided to close down operations just because I needed to focus some more time on more income producing activities inside of OctaSocial, which is now Samantha Harris Collective. Um, also, as far as like pandemic stuff goes, we've all had to make a million different pivots. Like I said, the pandemic pivot is a dance we've been doing for this entire last year. Um, Content Connection actually just announced a big shift in what we're doing. It's actually going to make everything way more actionable for our members, um, make our meetups and our education more of a priority for them, and make it so that when they're showing up, they're actually getting way more done rather than it being broken out into bite-sized pieces every week. We are just gonna have a whole meal <laughs> all at once, once a month, plus our guest education. So we're really excited about that pivot, but um, content connection is something that I hope and you know, I, I'm gonna work hard for it to stay around forever, but we have gone through so many changes and I had never felt like I wanted to quit until this year, for sure. Like, I think I talked to you guys last time about our very first day of, of stay-at-home orders, we had 20 people walk out. And that was like, oh my gosh, are we done? And I just wasn't willing to accept defeat and never, really never have. So um, we're just willing to do whatever we've got to do to help our members remain successful, remain in the game and help and support people who are still wanting to show up. So um, there have been about a million and one pivots, and this is our latest one. Um, same thing for my regular business. I found myself during the pandemic being very overwhelmed. Talked about this on our last episode a little bit, but um, I changed some things around rather than quitting. Like I could have easily gotten, you know, a job that pays whatever and isn't so much stress behind the scenes, but I just can't imagine going back to working a job ever again. And if you're an entrepreneur, you might feel me on that. Or you might be like, yes, I am so ready to go back to a job. <laughs> um, why don't you tell us why you wanted to quit though? Because I think that someone out there listening will relate to why you wanted, why you wanted to change things. Why, what, what was not working? Good like, question. So I felt very overwhelmed. I am an Enneagram too. And I was just doing things that were good for everyone else, like saying yes to everyone else and never saying yes to myself or saying no for myself. And I found myself just being so overwhelmed. Part of that was because I felt like I had to take on every job that came my way. Like I've always been that way. Like you never turn down an opportunity, right? Well, um, that's most business owners. I think when you go into business, you're a people pleaser. Totally. And you just like, why would you turn down an opportunity? It's just not yeah. a smart thing to do when you're starting out. And so during the, the first few weeks of the pandemic, I just took on like literally five times the work that I would ever do <laughs> just because I was like, you never know what's going to happen. And so I found myself being super overwhelmed. So if you find yourself being overwhelmed, I want to encourage you to reevaluate. 
don't quit. Like take a step back, join a mastermind if you need to, because that's what I did. Hire a coach if you need to talk with a friend, have lunch with someone, DM us. (laughs) We're here to help you like reevaluate what's going on um, because you can't really ever unquit, but you can totally reevaluate and you can totally, it's okay to take a break. So it's okay to take a pause, but quitting is forever. So um it was you have to be really sure if you want to quit because like she said there's no going back if you quit yeah but I mean also if you quit don't do I feel like a lot of people don't quit even if they feel like they should because of um how people will see them so they're scared what people are going to think that's a really good point too so I think like well she failed or whatever and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I mean, it's your right. mental health. It's you that has to do it. They're not doing the work. Exactly. If you can't handle your business anymore and you're ready to let it go, like, let it go. It's, it, it can't be the only thing that, that you're living for. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to have a life. You've got to have your mental health. You've got to have your sanity. So if your business you feel like is really holding you back and you need to reevaluate things, we want to encourage you to do that too. <laughs> but just know if, if you're not ready to quit and you would rather just switch things up, that's, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for that. So um, that's what I did. I switched things up. I switched up what my schedule was, my offerings, and I built my business to work around my life rather than my life working around my business. And I will tell you, like, it was the best thing that I've ever done for myself, honestly. That's good. I, um, I, when I changed my schedule to only working on clients like three to four days a week versus realistically me wanting to work like seven days a week, (laughs) that made a huge difference. Um, like, and that's the biggest thing for me is like, I knew, I know that I have to work hard to get to where I want, but working in and on my business doesn't mesh very well. So I have to make like, I mean, I still make sacrifices. Like today is normally my day off, but I'm going in. Um, But I mean, if I was working on clients, there would be no way I could even have the option of going in and doing the admin work because I'd be on with clients and there's no way I'm going to cancel clients. Like that's what makes the money. Um, Yeah. So ways to get around, you know, building your business to work for you. You know, if you have kids, you have to pick them up at certain times. If you know, you were in a relationship, you have to make time for your, you know, spouse or partner, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So having balance is going to really help you not want to quit. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Balance is so important. And I, it also doesn't exist, right? Like we've heard balance doesn't exist, but Building your business around your life and reevaluating and, you know, really realizing what your priorities are. Your, your clients can't be your only priority, right? And your money can't be your only priority because if you burn yourself out too bad, you're not going to last forever. So, and even if you're not exactly where, like it tech, like in my dreams, I would be working on clients twice a week, doing admin work, maybe once or twice a week. And the rest of the time Mm -hmm. is off for me to do whatever, but I'm not there yet. 
but I'm close. So it, it yeah. you know, I might not be there. You might not be there yet, but as long as you're building things to get there eventually, then, and you know, you have yes. those boundaries and you're, you're very clear on what you want, then it'll help keep you from burnout and wanting to just get rid of everything and sell it all. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember like you used to take brow clients, like someone would text you and you'd meet them at the spa. Like, yeah, when I first would... moved to San Diego, I mean, when I first, I rebuilt the business, I think like four, three times now. And so every time mm -hmm. when I rebuild, you know, everyone says like, don't take clients on the weekends if you don't want to in the future. That I think that's complete bullshit. Um, I agree. You how have are you going to get there? <laughs> yeah, you have yep. to earn these people. And like, yes, you know, I've lost some clients because I've changed my schedule. I only work like one Sunday, maybe two a month now. Yeah. Um, and it's not even a full Sunday. I work like maybe four hours. Um, and so I ha definitely have lost some clients or, you know, or I hire people. So my clients end up going to someone else, one of my employees. So that's also a win in my book. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, it just keep my schedule still busy. The people who can make it those days, the people who want to see you, they're going to make it work. You know, if you're only open to, we're only open at the spot till six o'clock, my clients make it work. Like, mm -hmm. okay, well maybe this once a month, I will get off work a little early or something, make up hours the next day, go in earlier, get done later, whatever, find a babysitter. Like they'll make it happen if they want you, your clients will make it happen if they want you. Yeah. You just have to earn that space in their, yeah. in their priorities. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're willing to help them out up front, like in the end, they're going to still choose you and they're going to yeah. respect, you know, when you set boundaries more often than not, people respect them. Yeah. I have clients who like, like really good clients that I've been seeing for years and they know my schedule. They will tell me like, no, no. Like I'll be like, oh, well you can put them there. And they'll be like, no, no, no. I don't want you here that late. Or no, yeah. you're really working on the weekend that weekend. And, I'm, and I have to tell them like, Hey, I work once a one week in a month. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, your people will, they'll make it work. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's just another thing. Like if I had to work every single weekend, I probably would not be doing my job. <laughs> I would not, I would be way too overwhelmed. I would not have time to spend with my husband and I would be like miserable. Yeah. Not sustainable for the long term. So yeah. anytime you felt like you needed to quit, you just pivoted. You just recreated a yeah. new schedule for yourself. So, yeah. Uh, and this is not, I don't think this has, I mean, this just, I'm going to think I'm thinking about this now. So I need to say it now because I will forget, but, um, like, even if you, if you change things, like, people, so I changed my schedule. Like my schedule was way too busy. Anyways, I'm booked out. My, my next opening for like a service that's longer than 20 minutes is not until like the ending of next or the middle of next month. But once you get to that point where you are booked and busy and you have all the clientele that gives you more opportunity to be like, well, if you want me, you're going to do what I want. Not, I mean, not that rude you know, but if you want me, you know, this is my schedule. This is my boundaries. I don't work outside of these times. And if you really want to come and see me, like you might have to wait, but it'll be worth it. So you just have to teach right. 
you have to train and earn the trust of your clients and show them like, Hey, this is what I do. I'm sorry. Like, Hey, my prices are going up. Sorry, but you know, costs of my supplies are going up, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do to keep yourself happy. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's can feel like a lot sometimes, but like I said, if you create boundaries and you don't currently have boundaries, more often mm-hmm. than not, people respect them rather than run for, for the hills. Yeah. So. And if they do, why like, would you want them in your life? <laughs> right. So we want to encourage you guys to like, if you don't have boundaries, if you have some boundary issues, obviously you've got to like do what you got to do when you're first starting out to mm-hmm. earn their trust and all of that stuff. However, there comes a point with burnout that you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next level. And getting to the next level is always a little more painful. But if you're ready for the next level, then you might be ready to reevaluate what your priorities are and what your schedule looks like. So mm-hmm. um, Hannah, I think you had one more thing that you wanted to share about when you want to quit. <laughs> so um, I was very fortunate. I when I got out of aesthetic school, I rented a room right away. And mm-hmm. I grew up in Hawaii. Hawaii is a tiny little uh, on Oahu. And everyone knows mm-hmm. everybody. My mom was in the beauty industry. So, you know, her clients would be like, oh, I want to support your daughter. And so they would come and see me. So it was very easy for me to grow that way. So once I started that, like every time I moved with my husband, he's no, he's ex, he used to be military. Uh, every time I've moved with him, you know, if I had to restart the business because I, once you work for yourself, you never want to work for anybody else. And I did work for people a few times throughout my career, um, but I was never hundred percent happy. Um, and it never lasted very long. <laughs> I, you know, I learned from them, whatever. I worked from them a little bit, but I, yeah, it just wasn't making me happy. Um, so then eventually when I, I've been here in San Diego for now eight years, seven years, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a really long time. Um, But I got, I hired employees and I made the mistake of hiring employees out of desperation. So Mm -hmm. I hired employees because I, I needed someone, I needed help. I couldn't take any more clients. Um, I rented a bigger space than what I originally had when I moved out here. So I needed to fill those spaces. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I hired people and I was like, you know what, I'll train them. And, you know, this is the first time I ever had employees. I've never been in a management or supervising position. So this was like first time we're going to learn and do this. And so while I love my employees and I care about them as people, some of them were just not made for me, not made for my business, not made for the industry, maybe. And it caused me a lot of stress. Employee, Mm -hmm. to me, that's the hardest part of my job is the employee thing. Like I want to keep them all happy, but I also want to keep myself happy. I want to make sure the business is running successfully profitable. And, you know, if I could give my employees all the money, I would give them all the money, but that's just not how it works. Um, (laughs) so, you know, having, and also it's just a bunch of women in a small space. So there's bound to be Mm -hmm. like sometimes drama and this and that, but I was so stressed out every day going to work. At one point, I feel like this was like the worst part of like my whole career. I was so um, anxious 
and I did not want to go to work. Like thinking about going to work made me so upset. I had anytime mm-hmm. my phone went off, like a text message went off, I had so much anxiety because I was like, someone is pissed off about something. Someone is going to call in sick today. The, I mean, it was just so stressful. And um, it took a long time, I think over about a year and a half, maybe two years. I've, you know, unfortunately, I've had to fire some people, some people quit on their own. Um, Mm-hmm. But eventually now I ha- have a team that we all work well together. And like, you know, it's not perfect. You know, people, when you're with someone every single day, someone is going to irritate you. And, but it's just so like minuscule now, like the drama mm-hmm. and it going to work now is so much more exciting and it makes me so happy, but I really wanted to quit. I think I told Sam like every week I'd be like, I think I'm just going to like go work on my own. I'm just going to go yeah, back. I got and a phone like, call. <laughs> and I would tell my husband that. And he's like, you remember how, how much, like based on the amount of money you make now, you remember how much you had to work to make that amount of money, yeah. like on your own. And I was like, oh, that's true. Then it's not only about money, but I mean, I live in California. It's expensive as fuck to live here. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, that was one of the biggest things. Like, I didn't want to have to work seven days a week. <laughs> I, I needed the help and I wanted more mm-hmm. people. I wanted to be able to serve more people. So it just wasn't, I wouldn't have been happy doing that either. So, um, you know, instead of me quitting, I just over, you know, it took time, but and it took a lot of guts because I'm, I think I am a people pleaser. I mean, I'll tell people straight sometimes, but I think also there's like a part of me that's like, well, I want to make everyone happy too. So yeah, it was really hard um, cutting off those relationships and, you know, you, you create whether or not you do things, you fire someone or whatever, let someone go, even if it's for a good reason and, you know, it's still going to hurt somebody. Yeah. They're going to be upset. Um, and I did have mm-hmm. a little bit of um, a lash back, back, backlash, lash back home. Oh, my goodness. Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we edited this, I probably would edit that out, but we're not editing it. So yay for you. You get to hear that. Um, so yeah, I did get some backlash and it gave me a lot of like, I say I have PTSD from <laughs> it. Um, and it just makes me so scared because I try to run my business like to like honestly and to the T and I try to do everything right and so to have someone try to like you know say some say you're you're not a good like boss you're not running your business right or you're doing something wrong it's just very Mm -hmm. hard I mean people are going to say that your whole I mean whether you're you know, been in business for a year or like 30 years, someone's going to say you're doing something wrong. So um, yeah, just you got to get some thick skin and just do what you have to do to make sure that you're good. My business would run without me. So if I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. My business is not going to run without me. I could not step like, you know, there's just no way. So um, that that's my, that's one of my I want to quit situations. <laughs> oh gosh. Also, like if you ever feel like you want to quit, call a friend. If you don't have a business bestie, oh, yeah. call you need one, like non-negotiable. Go out, find one right now. <laughs> you 
meet them on Instagram. And um, you just need that person that can be there for you, whether it's, again, a business bestie, a mentor, a friend. Um, it's got to be someone who understands, though, someone who understands the business world. Yeah. Um, and someone who's not, who's actually going to listen and not just say, like, try to give you a million solutions. Because sometimes you just want to <laughs> be heard, you know? I'm the million solutions person. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be real. I am like, if someone calls to complain <laughs> to me, I'm like, okay, well, what are we going to do to fix it? Like, maybe you should do this, do this. Right. But me and Sam now have like, she'll tell me like, I, I just want to Sometimes complain. I'll tell her. I just need you to listen. But I mean, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm like, I'll listen first. And then I'm like, okay, so what do you think? How can we change that? Like how, what would make you happy? What What do you think would be the solution for that? So Sam, Sam does it better. way better than I do. <laughs> Sam does it way better than I do. I'm just like, no, cut them off. (laughs) Get rid of them. No. And even though it's hard for me to do those things, it's just, it's, it's, I think it comes, I do it because like, I know how it feels. So I'm like, we're not going to do it. And it's so much easier to like, tell your friend or your spouse or whatever, like, no, don't do that. It's so much easier to give advice than do what you preach. (laughs) And I I think think I'm so much better. You she are is. she's very realistic so I'm like well no because then I'm gonna have this you know I'm gonna feel guilty about this and she's like you shouldn't give a fuck and I'm like well yeah I know I shouldn't but I do <laughs> yeah. so realistically um, I'm gonna give a fuck I think I've gotten way better I think so I think letting employees go have has really taught me okay. how to um I mean, I'm not there yet, but it has definitely taught me how to um, kind of stand up for myself a little bit more. Yeah. And it's still hard for me. Like there's some things that I really Mm -hmm. have to sit back and say like, is this worth having this conversation or is it like, is it just me in the moment? Is this my ego talking? Is this like, Mm -hmm. I talk to myself all day. Because <laughs> if I just went off the fly, everything I wanted to say, that's probably not going to be a good idea either. So it's like that, that meme. That's like, if you see me talking to myself, just remember I'm self-employed. I'm having a staff meeting. Yeah. <laughs> or like the pigeon in front of the mirror. And is like, the reason I brought you all here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, we hope that is super helpful. If you're feeling down in the dumps or you're feeling like you need a change, whether it's ending things or you know pivoting things um we would love to hear where you're at with this how you've survived (laughs) this last year um hop into our dms we're here for you um and we'd love to help you through whatever you're going through so um let us know that you are listening by taking a screenshot and posting your stories and tagging us we'll always share um but we want to know who's listening because it's kind of weird like we're just talking to each other talking into the abyss we want to get your feedback. We want to know what you liked and um, if you're if you're listening. So that's it for this week. But thanks for hanging out with us. And we can't wait to talk to you again in a few weeks. Um, we're actually going to be starting something cool soon called the book club. So be ready um, to talk books. But next week we're going to be talking or next week next episode we're going to be talking about white space in your calendar and how it stresses us out and how we're getting <laughs> over that. So um, tune in for that. We can't wait to hear from you and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.